Hi, thank you for listening with Miska podcast. It's been actually a while since I've released my previous podcast, but there's a new one. This is my guest is Corsica Wilson. She's an actress. She's an actress here in LA, and I've been working with her quite a lot. She has acted in. Um, I have acted in a couple of things with her, and we. I've also done some producing work with her. How am I doing? I'm doing pretty well. I've been in going back and forth Finland and LA quite a lot because I've been booked uh, in Finland too, as well, well as in LA. Since last July, when I released the previous podcast, I have um, I have acted in a couple of movies. I actually booked one lead part in an indie feature film in an american film and it's gonna you're gonna hear about it soon it's gonna we already filmed it last fall and i think it's ready now i don't know when it's coming out and all is well here in la i have uh tonight i actually have a alumni meeting of new world school of the arts from miami so that's exciting i'm gonna see some people who i haven't seen for over 10 years But that's it. It's summer. I'm trying to exercise. Maybe Runyon Canyon tonight. That's my plan. Not tonight, but today. During the day. All right. Corsica Wilson, she's, she's going to tell you how, how is it living in L.A. Just uh, how the real grind of an actor in L.A. is. So enjoy. Corsica Wilson. This is great. Yay. I can, hear you. I can hear you really well. Oh, good. How are you doing, Corsica? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm going to Finland uh, tomorrow. Ooh, amazing. Yes. For work? Yes, I booked a commercial. Nice. It's just a one-day shoot, but it still makes sense for me to go there. Were you hired as a Finnish local, or are they paying for like are you hired here and then they're paying for you to go oh it's it's finished local oh. i'm um, <laughs> yeah. they're just like uh, some people who i've worked with before i did one commercial with them like three days ago and uh, no, three years ago <laughs> three years ago just got back from finland yeah. <laughs> oh wow and, uh, yeah nice and they called me if i could do this commercial and uh it, it makes sense to go there yeah Yeah, I'm not yeah. making like huge amount of money, but but it's the still, job, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm going there for one week, and I think I need to do some additional shoots for my horror film. Oh yeah, yeah, because now another edit is um, uh, it needs a couple of scenes <laughs> because we, there was so much improvising when we did the film. Right, uh, I have right, no right. during the editing process. Totally. I have noticed yeah. that there. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good because then you. You know, you recognize the gaps and then you can know how to fill them, you know. I, I hope From so. all the improv, yeah. And then like, oh, these, we didn't actually cover these parts in the improv. <laughs> There's the parts missing, that we yeah. didn't cover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, so that's it. And uh, I have an audition actually tonight. Oh, wow. For a dance theater. <laughs> <laughs> It's a callback. Oh, nice. Yeah. They like your hair? <laughs> I, I, I don't know what they like, but the guy actually complimented me after the first uh, audition. It's it's like this, um, I don't know if it's dance theater or like physical theater. It's There's not specific technique. It's like movement type of stuff. Oh, okay. And I had an audition like uh, two weeks it's ago. It's like interpretive dance or something. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so now I'm just doing all this stuff because I need to, I'm flying out tomorrow, so... Uh, I need to do some preparation, some, just some general stuff and mm -hmm. maybe writing the horror film. Yeah. Yeah. So how long you're just going to go for like a week, week. to shoot and yeah. then do your reshoots? Yeah. I, I think I'm going to have an improv show and, um, uh, one stand-up gig. But oh, the yeah. main thing is really the, the, the commercial and yeah. horror yeah. film reshoots. Well, right. Right. Additional shoots, not reshoots. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Pickups, so pickups. Yeah. Yeah. How how is everything with you? Good, good. Um I just worked on another commercial um for Blue Bunny ice cream. Okay. Um and it's pretty cute. Um uh I guess I don't think I signed an NDA for it. But basically I'm not wearing pants in the, yeah. in the commercial and eating lots of ice cream. 
Um, so it's, it's pretty cute. It's pretty funny. Um, it was an easy day. It was nice. So my first commercial this year, which felt like I had a lot of, I had a lot of good luck last year with commercials. So it was nice to have it kind of continue into this year so far, but we'll see if any more come along, but yeah. And you seem, so how many days was this one? Um, it was just one and, um, it was, it was me and my husband and my mother that were cast. And, uh, so I was kind of, we did like the main part of it. And so they had to keep the husband character for a few more, like for the rest of the day, but I was done by like noon and I actually made it to another callback for something else. Um, yeah. time, which was great. But I think I ate too much ice cream because I did really bad in that callback. <laughs> What did you do in the commercial? Um, in the blue bunny one? Yeah. Um, it's kind of like we're husband and wife and we wake up and we realize our pants are gone. And then, um, they have like a new, like blue bunny spokesperson and, um, that they, the bunny took our pants. because we said, you know, we didn't want to, we wanted to be able to have ice cream without putting pants on. And so it's kind of like, I took your pants and here's, I, and I, here's ice cream. And so they have this like new, like it was actually really delicious. It was like this this little Sunday, but you can just have them in your freezer, you know? So it had like candy and stuff in it and ice cream. It's like a little, a little one, one serving Sunday that you can just buy at the grocery store. Yeah. So you don't have to put pants on to have a Sunday. <laughs> That sounds um, fun. Yeah. It was pretty cute. And your SAG screen actors guild, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have been for a couple of years now. So that means that, uh, well, you don't need to tell how much, but I guess those pay really well. Oh yeah. The commercials. Yeah. It's all in the, it's all in the residuals though. So my day rate is not a lot. And then, but that's definite, you know, and then it, the rest of the money just kind of depends on how often it airs and what channels it airs on. So this one was national network. So this one was like the biggest one, but it also still depends on how often they want to run it, you know? But it'll air on all of the like mo most expensive channels to to air for commercials. But then it's like hopefully they'll air it a lot on those channels and for a long time, you know. So something like that, you could get tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, I think average average is like ten to fifteen for a national. But then you know some some you could make more if if like they want to do it for another cycle because usually they just buy one thirteen week cycle where they air it, but they could renew it and do another cycle and, you know, keep it. And like, there's some commercials like Geico or something where people, I've seen the same Geico commercial for like decades, you know, yeah. and those people are still making money off those, you know? Um, so yeah, but I guess average national network is like 15, I guess after before taxes. And so. you're, you're doing pretty well with the commercials, aren't you? Yeah. Last year I booked five, but I only booked only one of them was two of them were national national network. The others were like cable and, um, one was for Apple, but it was for, uh, it was for the web developers conference. So it just played once. And so we didn't even get anything for it. It was just the day rate, which it was still really cool. It was fun. And that's how I met Dave. So it was like, you meet a lot of like cool people Him. on set and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but it paid, that one paid nothing, you know? Yeah. But that was a two day shoot. So it, at least I got multiple day rates. Yeah. So, yeah, but commercials are great. It's given me a lot of free time to work on writing and other things. Um, it's, it's been pretty nice enjoying that freelance lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. How, have you, when was the last time you had a day job? Um, I guess last year around this time, I, I was doing Postmates. Um, yeah. And I stopped. I'm aware of it. I, yes. I, have, I have a car now. I haven't done it, but I'm yeah. aware of it. Yeah, I have a lot of friends who are actually, they've hit me up for advice about it. And I think it's changed a lot now. Like the yeah. same, the strategy I used, you can't really use anymore. Like they've changed the app and how you do the job. So you can't really do it the same way, but... The Postmates is a food delivery thing. Yeah. Or do you deliver anything? It's it's anything, really. Yeah, it's like one pickup and one drop-off, kind of like an errand, you know. Um, but yeah, that was the last kind of job, like day, like consistent job I had. I mean, working with Hanu, you know, like that's... Yeah, for no office. Yeah, yeah. That's, so that's, that's, I guess, pretty consistent, but it's not a day job. It's like gig-to-gig -gig basis. Yeah. But Postmates, yeah, I stopped about this time last year. Um 
Uh, and that was like the last kind of, but that even you kind of do whenever you want. Yeah. So, how, how was it doing that? Um, I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was terrible. Um, and I would, I got a few tickets, parking tickets. Cause I would test the, you know, you just get, so it's just a high stress job and then, you know, searching for parking and stuff. You, you run the risk of, you know, you, you, you tempt fate a lot. And so then of course you're going to lose sometimes. And then you get a parking ticket and you're like, Oh cool. My whole day now just went to paying this parking ticket. And you kind of just like, it felt like you could never really like get ahead. Postmates was kind of like, just felt like a constantly like just treading water without really ever like getting out of the pool. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so I did that for a year. Um, and that was, and it, it takes a lot of self-discipline too. How, how much do you, can you make per hour or can, um, you, can you actually I, make money? Because I, yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't, you can't really make a lot of money. Like you have to work a lot to make a decent amount of money. Um, there is like strategy to it, but of course, like I was saying, like it's all changed now, you know? So like you used to be able to, as you were delivering the job that you're on, you used to be like another job would come in. That's like, Oh, there's a McDonald's right next to where you're delivering this food, like pick that up next. And so you used to be able to like pick it up. So you'd have a job ready to go, you deliver, and then you could, the food would be ready and you could go pick it up. But now I've had friends tell me that if you pick up a job while you're still on a job, it goes into, you get paid less so you can keep taking jobs, but then you're, it's like grouped and you're, it's in like a pool. And so you, you're paid less for those jobs. Yeah. So you, you'd have to complete the job and then take another one and you'd get like the full $4 or something for that delivery. So it's changed now, but when you're in that pool, usually you can do like three or four jobs an hour and each job is like about five to $8, including tip. I mean, it could be bigger, but like average would be like $7. So if you, it was usually like two jobs an hour. So it's usually like about 15 bucks an hour. So it's like, but some, sometimes it would be less. Sometimes it would be a lot more. Ideally you want to work like one to 4 AM. Okay. <laughs> for the tips or for the tips, it's, it's a surge price because there's only like a handful of places that are open And, you know, so people have to order from those. So usually they're really far away and it's surge pricing because that's just a high demand time when everyone's wasted and wants junk food. There's tons of free parking. There's no one on the road. So you can just fly. You can do like five deliveries an hour and they're all surge pricing. So I, you could make like, probably like, you could make like 50, 75 bucks an hour almost. If that's you really did good. That. Yeah. Yeah. But I could never stay up. I'm like, a, I'm a morning person, yeah. so I could never, I always got too tired or would always much rather like go out with friends and then not want to like, you know, I'd be, I'd be too, too, uh, you know, intoxicated to, yeah. to drive or work. So it, it never worked out for me. I'd always do like the, the coffee mornings and the meals during the day. So I guess when you stopped that a year ago, mm -hmm. was it like a big step in your career? Yeah. Well, I mean, actually it was like, I hit a really low point because it was in March of last year, I got in an accident while I was doing Postmates. Okay. Yeah. And it was really bad. And like I was saying, like, you can't really get ahead with Postmates. So I was already at a low point working Postmates because I wasn't, I was kind of just like trying to get by until I booked a commercial or something, yeah. but I just wasn't booking, of course, because you have no control over that. And then I got in this accident and it wasn't my fault, but since I was moving technically, because I was pulling out of like a line of cars and was like looking for someone that was looking for traffic that was coming and I couldn't see anyone until they hit me. No, Wait. I was pulling out. Okay. And yeah. so I was crossing, like there was a line of traffic stopped. And so I like crossed that and I was looking for traffic coming the other way, you know? And so I'm like trying to look past the wall of cars and I like look and I scoot up and I look and I scoot up and I look and I scoot up and this woman just flies into me and it was terrifying. I like, she had must've just like, I don't know what, I don't know where she came from, but like, it was just like, because I was moving when she hit me, it like, it, it was my fault technically. Um, And so all of a sudden I owed my deductible and I didn't have a car. Like my car had to go in the shop for two weeks and I owed money that I didn't have. And my only means of making money was now gone, you know? And so I was just like deeper in the hole. And, um, 
But that and, was and, kind and, of... And Postmates, that doesn't have anything to do with Postmates as far as insurance. Yeah, no. You're they, on your own. Yeah, yeah, you're totally on your own. Same with like tickets and stuff, yeah. Um, and uh, And so that was kind of like ridiculous. That was like the lowest probably I've ever been. But because of that, I just kind of like everything else went away and it was like, it was like blinders of just like getting things done and like, like pure motivation. And so my friend was nice enough. Like his friend had just, um, sold her or just bought a new car, but she had her, her old car that she hadn't sold yet. And she said, they, they, they told me that my car might even be totaled. Yeah. So on top of like owing the deductible, I might be like without a car too. It was like, you know, um, I and, know. Well, I've had a car for a month now. Yeah. So oh, nice. Yeah. The Kyle's car. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That thing. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know what it's like, it's like a child, especially here. Cause you're just like the, all the, the parking rules and everything. It's just like always having to worry about your car. Yeah. And so, um, this, my friend's friend had her old car and she wanted to just get rid of it. So she said she might, she would even sell it for like a hundred bucks, but it would be like temporary. So I was like already planning for that, but she let me borrow it for those two weeks while my car was in the shop. And I just postmated like 14 hours a day. Like I lived in that car and it was in the middle of LA summer. It was like, or no, it was March, but it was like it was ridiculously hot. I remember for some reason and the car didn't have AC. And so I was just like, it was just, it felt like torture. It felt like punishment, you know, but it was like, I was just, and it was in that time that I wrote out my pilot, my Australia pilot, because yes. I had been like planning it for so long. And like, I just needed something so to do. Can you quickly tell before you can, what Australia pilot? Um, it's, um, it's a historical fiction, multi-narrative pilot, um, about the gold rush in Australia in the 1850s. And it's kind of like, um, it's the beginning of the formation of the Commonwealth of Australia. And the, it starts with the, because of the gold rush, um, the, the gold diggers were looking for representation from, uh, because they were being taxed by mining for gold. And so with the, the first seasons about the Eureka stockade rebellion, which is about that fight. And, um, it was kind of the first step towards democracy. So it was kind of like the gold rush sparking the form, the colonization of Australia. Yeah. Um, and so it's told from like, um, like four different narratives, um, kind of like game of Thrones. Like it's like multiple colonies of the country and like the people in those colonies. And um, it's sort of, it's realistic. Yeah. Like histor- yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's set, in, it's set in the 1850s. How, how did you end up writing about that? Um, well, my friend and I were trying to write something together and we just couldn't find something that we were both passionate enough to like yeah. move forward with. Um, and so we had one idea for the Oregon Trail and we couldn't really decide if we wanted it to be... I went to see an improv show about that. Really? Yeah, about the Oregon Trail? Oregon, Oregon Trail. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's just really close next to Pattaya in the same strip mall. Oh, There's yeah. an improv theater. You have oh, seen the really? sign. Oh, yeah. So every... I'm hearing music from somewhere. Yeah, it's next door. Yeah, it's not a problem. Okay. I was just like, yeah, does the it walls, exist? The walls here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the walls here are pretty thin. So they have an improv show every Saturday. I don't know if, if, if they're running now about Oregon Trail. Oh, huh. About the computer an game. Improv game. Sh- oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what we thought it was so funny. So we wanted to do like a comedy about the Oregon Trail because everyone loves that. Like it's such a famous, you know, the time game. in history. Oh, and and mean, what it's based on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the game is based on the actual Oregon Trail and... Yeah. So we were kind of like thinking about something with that. And I came home and I was just kind of like inspired by it. I hadn't really realized how much I loved history until like this moment, I guess. But um, last summer, huh? You realized that last summer, last summer, Uh, 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 your relationship to history. Because oh, you yeah. said that in July, you're yeah. driving the car. Yeah. It's very This hot. was even before that because um, I had had this idea probably two years ago. Yeah. Um, and I had been I had been just like planning it but never going the into Australia execution. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't until like I had been like thinking about it and stuff, but it wasn't until I was, you know, post-accident in those two weeks of post-mating and having no life and 
um, I just kind of, I plotted out all eight seasons of the show just while driving. Dr- yeah. Yeah. But you, you know, you'd have, I would just be thinking while I'm driving or maybe like jot something down, but you know, you'd be waiting on food or doing this and that there was a lot of like, like five, 10 minute intervals. And I would just be brainstorming, you know, the whole time. Um, and that kind of like that got it going. And I really got just so invested in it. And, um, it just gave me like the determination to see it through. And so then even after I think, um, that two weeks ended, I had a shoot for this web series, LA macabre. Yeah. Um, and it was, a, and so then I had it all figured out. And so then on that shoot, I made my lookbook of like characters. And, um, so just in that time, I just really like made the first few steps that kind of were like, Oh, this is done now and this is good. So now I should finish the next thing. You know, it was kind of like, I was too scared to actually start doing it. And then the time, you know, the post, like doing the Postmates and not really having the money or time to go out or do anything. I kind of just threw myself into this idea and actually got some of it done. And then I was like, Oh, this is like the more work I do, like the better it is. Like, look at that, (laughs) you know? And so then I was like, it kind of motivated me to keep going and, and get it done. And then I was like, Oh wait, I really, I really love writing. I really love this whole process. And so now it doesn't really take much for me to just, it's the easiest thing to have discipline with just cause I love it so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was watching, um, I was watching, I was trying to find things to watch about the Oregon trail two years ago with my friend to write this thing. And I ended up watching this Australian reality show also in the 1850s, but that's when I learned all about, that life and that time and, um, and just the diversity of it. And I just grew fascinated and I just didn't know anything about Australia's history. And so I just, I was like, wait, what? And I like did some research and then I was like, I just never looked back. It was just so cool to me. Did you have a connection to Australia before? Mm -mm. No, no. Um, it was more just like, um, growing up in a Navy family, I just would, I just, I've seen a lot of cultures and I think I was just so fascinated by the mix of culture that happened at the time because of the gold. Like, and I mean, the British empire was huge. They owned India, they owned, um, the Caribbean, you know, they just owned a lot of different countries and all those people came to one place. And it's just a lot of the cultures that I already really, love and respect. And I just loved seeing them all together. And, you know, it was just kind of like everything that I grew up with and enjoyed it kind of was all in one thing, you know? So where did you grow up? Is um, it the Navy family? So yeah, my dad was in the Navy. So I was born in the Azores off of Portugal. And then I lived in, um, Charleston, South Carolina, Connecticut, um, Sardinia, Italy, and then New Hampshire. And that my dad retired there and he went into accounting. So I was there for nine years until I left for college. And I spent my first year of college in London and then the other three years in Florida. Um, oh yeah. What school did you go to? Florida State University. Where's that? Um, it's in Tallahassee, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. I was in Miami. Little town. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I went to Acting college in Miami for four years. Oh, University of Miami? No, it's actually University of Florida. Oh, even okay. though it's yeah, yeah, in yeah. Gainesville. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the school I went to is New World School of the Arts, but oh, cool. our credits came from University of Florida. Oh, so huh. th- my degree is from University oh, of Florida. Yeah. Interesting. Nice. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We were. Um, I never really went to Gainesville. It's kind of you know it was our. I've our, never been in Gainesville. Oh yeah, okay. you were in Miami, sc- right? Our school was in Miami, <laughs> and we had our own little graduation in Miami. Yeah, for yeah. For our Miami department. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> Miami is probably a big. I mean, for college, that's a great city to be in. Very yeah, much better than Tallahassee. <laughs> I guess so. Well, I lived in downtown Miami, really close to the school. I think South Beach is like a little bit different if you wanna. But I skateboarded to school every day. Six, it took six minutes. Mm. And when, well, you went to theater school too, right? No, I didn't. I actually got a degree in public relations. Really? Yeah, I was accepted for theater, but um, I realized I didn't really want to do it. I wanted to do film, and they were the program. I was accepted into a really like really exclusive program, and they were like, mm, "Yeah, we don't want you to." get a minor or we really won't have time to have a part-time job. Like you're going to be doing a lot of theater. And I was like, wait, what? Like, I like acting, but I'm not, I like film acting, not theater acting. And I want to start working and, you know, like finding, 
films to be in. And, you know, like, how am I supposed to pay for school if I can't get a part-time job? And, um, so I was like, maybe, maybe I went the wrong route and maybe I, I, so I got a degree in communications and then I just was really involved in the film school that they had there. And I acted in all the films and it was funny because while they were shooting the films, they, the teachers would be there teaching. So I'd be the actor and I would just be sitting there waiting for my scene, watching the teachers teach the film kids. So like I kind of got a free film, free school. film school experience. Yeah. Nice. Education. Um, so yeah. When did the acting thing start? Um, I think honestly, I think it was, I, I think, well, it started, it started when I lived in Italy, definitely. Cause that's just kind of where my imagination kind of yeah. went out of control just with like history. And I was an only child. So I was like always entertaining myself and we would, how old when you, um, I was seven, seven to nine. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why I love historical fiction so much. Like it all makes sense now because we would tour around Italy and Europe and I'd see all of this history, but I was eight, you know? So I was like, I'm bored. And I was like, I'd be in like Liechtenstein castle and I wouldn't, I would, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't want to know the history or the facts. I would just be like, kind of just being like, Oh, like, you know, I'm a princess, like all these people in my castle today and just kind of like playing pretend to entertain myself in these historical places. Yeah. You know, um, and I think from that, I realized my love for creating stories, but I think I, I, I geared more towards acting because when we moved back to, or when we moved to New Hampshire after Italy, do you have siblings? No, no, I'm an only child. So that was okay, like, I, yeah. yeah, I didn't really, I had to entertain myself. Um, but so I was back. Yeah. I moved to New Hampshire and, um, I was pretty shy. And so my mom found this summer camp at this historical museum when it was like different houses from different time periods of the area. Yeah. Um, and so for the summer camp as kids, you would be role players and you would learn all about this person who lived in this house at this time. And you would wear the clothes and, and learn what they would be doing in the house. And then, um, you'd go and you would improv to people, you know, guests, um, visitors that would come through the house and there like would be a museum type mm -hmm, of thing. Yeah. There'd be like a tour guide who would be like normal and can, you know, tell them things, but then we would be the role players and we would be like, you know, in the actual time period being this person who actually lived at this time. And I thought that was super cool. And, um, so that's where I kind of started and I was playing these characters, um, and improving, just like little things, you know, and from there I kind of got involved you in were theater. Yeah, or I was nine. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. And so that kind of like made me a little less shy and made me realize like, oh, wait, I do. I love playing pretend and learning about things and showing people, you know, and um, and especially like bringing to life, you know, like real people and real experiences and like teaching people about them, you know, like from history. Um, so the history was already then present. It was, yeah. yeah. I guess I didn't realize it because I, I hated history class, but I love like, I love like the culture and the like day to day of history, but I guess it's also kind of like a fantasy world in a way because it's not our present day, Yeah, you know? So it's like anything that's like different. It's just like, what is it like to live? What is it like to live then versus like, what's this treaty or like what year did this happen and blah, blah, blah. Like you need to know that to know what it was like to live then so I'm like getting better at you know appreciating history more in that sense but yeah it was more like what it was like to be in that time versus you know all of like the facts and stuff but yeah I've always I grew up in it so now it makes sense that I have turned towards that um but um yeah and so then I was in theater and then um did a lot of film in college and then moved out here but I still love film but um or acting, you know, out here, but I've definitely like, I've definitely like switched more into writing for sure. More into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just easy to fill my time with. Yeah. I just love that. It's something I can be constantly shaping and creating, you know? Yeah. And you're not that much dependent on others. Yeah. Right. As an actor. You're right. Just, and I, yeah. like last year I booked more acting work than ever before. Yeah. <laughs> and I could, it was because I was like, not even focused. I was focused on my writing. You know, you know I have booked many, many important roles that way that I have been thinking about something else or not too enthusiastic because exactly. they, they can sense it if you're too right, enthusiastic right, or yeah, if you really acting want Acting is it. like, it's not, 
it's not, you don't want to try too hard. Yeah. Which is, it's like a weird thing. Cause you, you do want to try, but you can't, but you can't, it's like golf, I guess the, the more relaxed you are, the better it is. I think you're probably really good in that. Not appearing to yeah. trying. Yeah. Yeah. But you still, there's still a difference. Like I still, you know, there's always like, this is a paycheck. So you go in and you're like, there, there's just a little <laughs> tense, you know, there's a little stiffness of just like, Oh, it'd be really nice to book this. You know what I mean? I know. Versus like, I'm out there in the hall thinking about like my million characters and how like one is going to betray the other. And then they call me in and I'm like, what do this? Okay, great. Bye. Like I have things to work on. And it's like, you know, I think it makes it more instinctual, like you're acting and more natural, you know, if you're not, if you're not thinking about what you're doing, you're just in it. Yeah. That has happened to me many times. It's weird. Yeah. That I have had something else on my mind when I've gone to audition Mm -hmm. and then actually end up booking. Yeah. Even like my cat, like my cat died and I had an audition that day. And I went to it. Actually, I think it was a callback. Yeah. And I was like, just trying not to cry. Like (laughs) that was my goal. And it was like, it was like some funny, like rom-com web series thing. And it was just a normal moment, you know? And I was like, my only goal was to just not break down. And I booked it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He was like, I love how subtle you are. And you're just really like, there's a lot of energy that you're like, not. And I was like, yeah, just... (laughs) Sure. Great. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, was really just me trying not to like start sobbing. <laughs> so he probably thought that you had this big secret. The yeah. Character. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I can see that yeah. working really well. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. A lot of people say they book stuff when they're sick. Cause yeah. It just like oh, that too. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So when did you move to LA? You said that after college? Yeah. When I was 21. Um, yeah. 21. So eight years ago. Nice. Yeah. Uh, how, how has it been? <laughs> it's been good. I think they say it's like seven years is like the the magic number to like dedicate some time here. And that kind of is when everything shifted for me. But it was like it was when I finally explored other avenues and um, meaning writing. Yeah. Or- yeah. And like working with no office, yeah. like producing and stuff. Um so I think I've definitely hit a good groove. I kind of wish I started writing earlier, but I also think I needed the right project to motivate me. And so, you know, I don't think anything could have done that except, um, my Australia one. Yeah. So it kind of was all, you know, the right timing, I guess. So how was it moving here? It was good. I, it was funny because Florida state has a big network out here and I didn't even think about that. Like I'm, I'm a very, I'm, you know, only child. I'm a very independent person. And so I was like me and my cat, I was like, we're moving out. I got a studio in Koreatown and just like I had a mattress on the floor and a TV and my headshots and like, that was it. Um, and then I was like, Oh wait, I have a whole network of people out here to lean on, you know? Um, and so, um, after a year I realized I didn't like living alone. And so I moved in with other people and made friends and Do you have roommates now. I have one roommate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's great. Um, you kind of like figure out who you live well with and you know, you stick with those people and you know, it's like any city, I guess you find your, you find your, your good group of people in the right parts of town. And then, you know, you f- have fun. <laughs> so you found those people and like, mm-hmm. how, how do you, how do you start uh, making things happen here? Um, I feel like I, I just tried every resource I could think of, you know, there's a lot of small projects online and stuff and talking to friends. I have, I've had a lot of things come up just by talking to friends, Yeah, you know, and I guess that's the, that's what people say, like putting it out there. Yeah. But it's I not mean, even, I have my own way. I'm just thinking of mm-hmm. someone who would be moving right now here or yeah. who's thinking about moving. Right, right, right. Um, what can you do? Yeah, there's all the websites and stuff and LA submitting, casting, LA casting, actors, actors casting access. Frontier. Yeah, casting for deer. I mean, when I moved out here, Craigslist. Yeah. Which really was like, I mean, you, I don't know what it's like now. It might require a lot of like filtering now, you know, but that was like how I met Hanu. And that's, I just met a lot of people I'm like working with now that are like a lot of my lucrative and like, it's a lot of the work that I like rely on, which yeah. is really amazing that it all came out of Craigslist to be honest. Yeah. 
Um, when did you meet him? Hanu? Yeah. Um, I met him, I think, two, two or so years after I moved to L.A., and honestly, a lot of foreign people used Craigslist at the time. I mean, yeah. maybe they still do. I but so it was that was kind of like what I learned, and um, it was always for music videos, you know. And so I would find like the the music videos that actually were like good storytelling, and not just like you know some naked girl, <laughs> like you yeah. know what I mean. Um, and uh, and so Hanu, yeah, ha, uh, you know, I met him doing a music video, and then um, oh, which music video? Uh, it's in Finnish, so yeah. I don't know the title of it. But who was the artist? Um, uh, it was also it's. What did, I'll probably know like it. What two, did you do? It's like two words. Do you know the video? It's At like Paris Spring. Oh, no, what's the video? No, I. I don't what did know. you I do there? Probably find it. It was um, what's his name, Jesse um, something, and he was in a boat. And yeah. like in the desert and like Hanu had like planets and stuff. And, um, and he like, it was like, he was like, th he like wakes up on this other planet thing. And then there's, he finds me like out there. Oh, the there. guy, there was a Finnish male actor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It was funny. Um, I think it was, uh, Paris in Kevat, Paris yeah, summer. It was. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was that one. There's, uh, no, it's not summer. Cavat or Paris something. in uh, the spring of Paris. Yeah. That's yeah. what it means. Yeah, that's definitely what it was. I forget yeah. the song, but... Or is that the song? I no, that's the name of the, the, the artist, band or artist. Parisian yeah. Cavat or whatever. Yeah. 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 So you got... You, uh, Hannu posted the notice on Greg's list mm -hmm. and then you got cast. Yeah, yeah. And then um, he just... He just liked me, you know, because I think he had just moved here too, and so yeah. he or maybe not even moved maybe, yet. Yeah, right. Yeah, he was still I think just he was going just visit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I guess it was just good timing that he didn't already because Hanu is still this way, where when he finds good actors or good yeah. people, he just reuses them, you know. And so um, we just we met, and then he kept using me for music videos here and there, and acting in commercials and things, and and then yeah, like last. March, you know, I was just like, that's it. Like, I was like, I need money wherever I can. Like, I'm going to start doing PA work. I'm going to start producing whatever. And Hanu was that Hanu was like, oh, actually, like we could use another hand. And it yeah. was like, just by talking and telling people, like it was, it just created the opportunity. And so. now you've worked with no office for like 10, 20 projects already. Mm, I guess including like small ones. I think it's only been like five to seven. I think it's only been like seven. I just wrote out a resume, I think. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Almost 10. Almost, yeah. yeah. All of most of last year, I guess since last summer. Um, yeah, it's been, so, it's so, been great. And it's allowed me to, to like use my time for writing. And so I'm yeah. working on my portfolio. Um, I finished the Australia pilot and I'm finishing up two more this month. And then I wrote, um, a Christmas movie, um, for, um, this company who wants to pitch it to Hallmark. Um, yeah. and so we're kind of like in talks for that, but, um, yeah, so that might sell, which would be cool. It'd be my first sold script. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Are you going to Finland yet? Mm -mm. No, no. Hanu almost brought me for a shoot over there. Because but you then, told me what was the shoot? Yeah. I forget what it was, but then they decided they wanted to, or I, I, I maybe they didn't end up shooting it. But, yeah. um, or they wanted to shoot it in LA or something. Yeah. But I didn't get to go, but can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I, th I think it's going to be happening soon. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't have any specific, specific <laughs> thing in mind, but Kyle has been there like yeah, I know. once or even twice. I think a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I really want to, I really want to get there. That's definitely a goal. <laughs> Working yeah. with Hanu. Yeah. Kyle is a DP guy who has worked lots with no office. You'd think I'd know Finnish by now having worked with Hanu for so long, but it's such a hard language. Yeah. You're not understanding at all. No, <laughs> I don't yeah. pick up anything. <laughs> it's fun to listen to, but hard to find any kind of pattern whatsoever. Yeah. I know. Bye. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. uh, how, did, how did you make it happen? Like you came here and then was the Craigslist and Koreatown. Like, yeah, I kind I, of, I guess you I needed always, some money too, or did you start booking stuff? Or oh, I worked happened? at a coffee shop for a long time. Um, years. Yeah. And that was like that. Um, I worked at a coffee shop and then, some guy bought the coffee shop and then 
he opened another one and he had me move there. So I worked for the same guy who owned like several coffee shops around town. He kind of saved me. And then there were like, that was kind of, you know, in between. And I worked, I kind of like, I would call it, um, various periods of, of quote unquote drowning. (laughs) And in those times it sounds bad, but in those, I tried to like just live off the jobs that I wanted to do, like acting and, and gigs, you know, and see how long I could go without any kind of other support, you know? Um, and it didn't last very long, you know? And so I was like, doing coffee shops or like I worked at the, um, I worked at a hookah lounge in Glendale and I was like a photographer for, um, this artist that sold his art on eBay and a lot of random, random, you know, jobs that I would only kind of stay in for like a year. And then I would save up or I'd book something. And and then I would kind of, I'd start another drowning period and I would just try to like live freelance for as long as I could, you know? Yeah. And then um, you, would you go back to the coffee shop? Would I go back? Oh, and then uh, you know, and the, did yeah, that and then, happen that then you needed to go back? Yeah, or, and then yeah. and then he opened this new coffee shop in West Hollywood, and so I was like, oh, well, that's easy. You know, I already know this guy, and it's easy work. Um, and so I went and did that, but then that closed down. Yeah, and then so then I went to Postmates. Yeah. How how long did you do Postmates? A year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But here I've just noticed that it's it's so much about money because you come here and your network yeah. is so much smaller than yeah, in your yeah. home place wherever you're from. And you need to make money because as an actor, unless if you really make it fast, you're mainly just auditioning. Right. right. Yeah. It's like, it's the fight between money and time, Yeah. you know? And that was kind of like a trick for me to grasp too, because as an actor, I was always worried about having as much time available because it's like auditions would come up last minute or like you needed to be flexible for all this stuff. But then I would, I really wasn't getting a lot of that. Like I wasn't booking enough to like, keep all my time available for, you know, so it was, it was kind of like, it was back and forth. And now that I've started doing, you know, now that I've started doing writing and, and producing, you know, yeah, shoots will come up and I have to book out and I'm not available those days, but what does book out mean? It means like you're, you aren't available that day and you have to tell your agent, like you're not, you can't audition, you can't work like it's off limits, you know, usually they get like mad or whatever, but it was I only think once no I started. Would be fine if you booked something. Yeah, and th- yeah, honey's yeah. great, but yeah. still, you know, it's like a, it's like a two day shoot or like like Space Nation, well, that first one that we did. Yeah. Like I, we needed all hands on deck. Like if yeah. I, ha- but you know, I mean, obviously, if it was like a big show or something, but you know, for the mo- it's uh, it's my job. Like I'm gonna be there, you know. Yeah. But it, it made me kind of realize like it all works out because yeah. I finally like you know, was able to live freelance and, you know, I did book commercials, but I was able to do them like it, you know, conflicts come up, but you know, enough kind of, it kind of changes your perspective, you know, and, and your attitude. And I think it only benefits kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'm in my, this is my longest drowning period yet. (laughs) So excited about it. (laughs) Um, but um, yeah, I really, it's, but freelance is still scary. Cause it's still like, I don't know when my next job is. So yeah. money is, I have time, but I don't really, you know, have money, but it's kind of your, I'm dedicating this time to try and build my writing portfolio and see where that takes. And then hopefully that can get me, you know, I feel like it's all a game. And so it's like at the beginning, like I was, you know, working at a coffee shop and just trying to audition as much as I could and, and find little jobs here and there. And, um, you know, and then I tried to, and then from that, then you're like, okay, then now I have enough credits to get representation. And so then I found, you know, agent manager, and then I'd push them to try and get me the bigger auditions. And then I would get those. And then I would, you know, maybe book one or two of those, and then I could get better representation. And then, you know, I was kind of just trying to slowly climb the, climb the stairs. How's your personal life with uh, that? Um, I'm a workaholic, I think. So, um, I, uh, especially now with writing, cause you can kind of do that at any time. Um, that's, you know, it's like hard. Um, some like, like tomorrow, like I'm planning, like after, after the, like the next week or so, like I'm kind of like want to hole up and not talk to anybody. Um, because I just want to get these things done and you kind of have to dedicate so much focus to yeah. it. Um, but I have like, you know, a core group of creative friends who are also, you know, really interested in their, their own endeavors, you know, but we all have enough 
we have time to hang out and see each other. So I feel like I've kept a good, a pretty good balance, but I would always choose work over social life in the long run. Uh, how about like relationships or romantic stuff? Um, family? Yeah. Fa- I guess I'm, my whole family's kind of independent. Um, yeah. and we, I mean your own fa- future family. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Dating in LA is, is weird. It's hard because people are very selfish, including me. Yeah. Um, and so it's hard to find someone to, um, to relate to, but also to like, to find someone at the same work ethic level that is like understanding of, um, that dedication, you know, kind of to, to your work, but also, um, you know, someone you can still enjoy being around. So, um, I've never really like spent a lot of time seeking it out, but you can always meet new people, you know? And so it's like, I've, I've dated a lot of great people and they've, they've all helped me, you know, get, feel inspired and like grow as a person. And so that's only like helped my work and me as a person. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Do do you want kids? Mm, I don't know. I'm not, I haven't really thought about it yet. It's kind of, uh, probably not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if I want another, another pet. I'm kind of happy with all my plants. Oh, you don't have the, the cat died. When did she die? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry about that. Oh no, it's fine. He was old. Um, he died three years ago. So it's been a while. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. How about your Where is back home? Is your back home New Hampshire? Um, it's still New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah, my parents are there, but yeah, my my family's spread all over, and I have a yeah. small family. So, um, but we're really close. We're actually we're going to South Africa in July. My whole family there's like fifteen of us on my mom's side anyway, and um and we have such a good time all together. Um, and so that's that's really great. But we always we always meet up um, traveling. Like you know, we don't, um, it's rare that I would just go home and stay home. We kind of meet up in a new location and, and have a new experience together. Um, yeah. and it's cool. Cause I've actually started doing that with my friends around LA, like my, my friend family, we've started doing like small trips together, um, with, you know, a bunch of us and it's really fun. It's really like good memories, you know? Do, do you like the life that you live here in LA? Are oh, you yeah. happy? So happy. Yeah. yeah. But I think it was, it's, it's changed a lot. Last year was, last year was a very big turning point, which was my seventh year in LA, which is what they say. But, um, uh, if I can keep going the way I'm, the way I'm living, like it's pretty perfect. Yeah. Some people come here with uh, some kind of time frame that then they might move back. Sure. Whatever. Sure. Do you have some, anything like that? No, it was funny. Like I'm such a planner. And so when I was younger, um, I thought I just wanted to act. And so I came out and I had everything planned to get out here. And I knew like the things I needed to do to get started. But after that, it was like no plan. <laughs> like it wasn't no time limit. It was just kind of like, come here and do it or just figure it out, you know? Um, so there's no next step. Um, I mean, there's no step backward. Because I like that, mm. I like that idea too, which I'm yeah. trying to do too. That I came here and this is where I want to live. Right, right, yeah. I think. I mean, I instead knew, of giving like, yeah, time yeah, frame. you can't, you can't give it a time limit because it's, it's still, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard when you don't have money, um, but at the same time, like everything you, everything out here in the form of storytelling, like it is a business, but it's also an art, you know. And so, like right now, I'm writing every day for no money. Yeah. Like doing it purely for my own pleasure. Because and none for of those have been sold yet, right? I mean, yeah, they they could be sold and it's it's yeah. creation, it's creating, but and it's you do not, it for art. Yeah. Like what well, you yeah, you have to I'm just saying like you have to enjoy what you're doing and you have to come out you have to come out here if it's what you enjoy doing. And acting is hard because you can't just walk around and do it, but you have to enjoy <laughs> like it's not something you can work on every I mean you can work on it, you can go to classes and stuff, but it's not like writing where you're actually creating something that you can constantly be tinkering with, you know, you, but you have to come out here knowing what the struggle it, it, what, what struggle, you know, is required and like being okay with that. And, you know, knowing that that's what it's going to be and like figuring it out, I guess. Yeah. But I, I 
came out here for that. But then I really, I really love the West coast. I had never been here before and LA is gorgeous. And, um, I would love to keep, keep a base here, but I don't think I, you know, I, I don't see myself staying here forever. You know, I could, I could keep moving on, but I'm comfortable here until I get, you know, something else until a change comes. But, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the life I've created for myself in LA, but that's kind of anywhere. Like you graduate college, you want to find a job, you want to live somewhere, you know, you got to create a life for yourself, whatever you choose, wherever you go, you know? So what do you want from the future? Um, I'm all about writing, man. I want to be, I want to be the Shonda Rhimes of historical fiction <laughs> of like <laughs> adventure. She? she, she, um, she's the showrunner for like scandal and Grey's Anatomy and yeah. all of those, um, ABC drama things. Um, she just, she's a famous showrunner. She just, she has, she's created a lot of shows and she's kind of at the head of all of it. Um, or I guess like Ryan Murphy has a bunch of shows on FX too. Um, and so to be a showrunner would be really great. Um, but even just my goal right now is to finish my portfolio and to find, um, just kind of do the same thing I did with acting, but in writing. So kind of like find lit representation, you know, someone that can just get me, find me jobs. Like if I can do ghost writing or, um, you know, drafting or editing, you know, just like, or even to, I mean, ideally to sell a script and to, Make There's this Australia show. Oh yeah, we'll pause. Well, yeah, I, my bad? my friends were uh, visiting me from Finland uh, in Hollywood in my place, and they said that they they were wondering if there's ever a moment when you didn't hear sirens or helicopters in Hollywood. There's a, the children's hospital is here and the helicopters always go land on the roof of that. So that sounds pretty rough. But there's also like, yeah, there's also a lot of weirdly armed, like like murderers like <laughs> that they like they've shut down the neighborhood i think like at least three times in the last year because some guy was on the loose with a gun yeah it's just like this is a safe neighborhood i don't understand maybe that's why everyone comes to hide here you know? are you But afraid no you go no i've been i've lived in worse places it's yeah. fine yeah yeah i have i have any like really bad things happen to you here Here? Yeah, in uh, LA for no, you. No, no. I mean, you've been here for eight years. Yeah, yeah, no, not really. It's all been around me, but it's never happened to me. Like, I remember showing up for work at the coffee shop in West Hollywood one day, and we had to be there at like four or five a.m. It was terrible. But I got there, and there was just police tape everywhere. And I was like, um, I have to, I have to open, like, I have to get in. And they're like, no, no. Like someone shot like this whole place up last night, not the, not my coffee shop, but this, like this store next door. And there was like bullet holes in the glass, or I think it was like an hour earlier. And I was like, cool. So if I had gotten here like an hour earlier, I would have just been screwed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, nothing, 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 nothing terrible. Like accidents have been the worst thing. LA yeah. traffic. Yeah. Um, you were telling about your, dreams that you want to be the show next showrunner mm -hmm. for the historical fiction. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of other ideas. Um, but, um, if it was just historical fiction, that would be fine too. Um, but yeah, I think to be a showrunner or to, yeah, to sell, to sell at least to sell my Australia pilot and yeah. to make that, that's like really my goal in life. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, but you have done some uh, acting jobs in TV series too. Mm -hmm. And of course, in the, what are like the biggest things that you have done or most important um, things for you? Um, I guess Inner World is my, my biggest credit, but it was and like a feature film yeah, about it was, voiceover stuff, right? Yeah. It was in yeah. 2013. So it kind of basically is like, I didn't even do it at this point. It doesn't even like count anymore because it's okay. been so long ago, you know? <laughs> so that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you had a part there. Was it many days? I, have, I haven't seen um, it. It was three days. I had three scenes and it was like one scene a day. Yeah. Um, it was when I, it was what, 2013. So that was three years after I had moved here. So it was the first big thing that I had booked. It was crazy. And That's it was really with good. Lake three Bell. Yeah, yeah. Who I um, just adored in college and I couldn't believe it. And I didn't know Ooh. Lake Bell. I didn't know that she was. I didn't know her, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that she was directing it. 
I just booked it. It was just a random role and I just booked it. And then they were like, Oh, the director Lake would like this and this. And I was like, wait, Lake bell, like yeah. what? And like, Oh yeah, she's going to be doing all the scenes with you. She's directing it. And I'm like, what? And, um, she was really great on set. Um, I was just super nervous cause it was kind of the first professional, super professional job I had oh, had. You, you had the, you were the girl with the voice. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. seen that on your, you use, what was the voice thing you were doing? Valley thing? Or yeah, something? Valley Girl, vocal, the vocal fry. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I've seen those scenes from yeah. your website or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. It was, it was a good, it was a fun experience. And it was, she would, she was a, a force because she wrote it, she was in it, and she directed it. So she would come over to me, she'd be like getting the scene up, and we would run the scene a few times, and she'd be like, don't do that. Oh, that's funny, do that. And she would kind of just like direct me, quickly as we did it and then we'd film it a few times and so it was like we'd get it out and I'd improv and like try things out beforehand and she would kind of like edit me and then we would film it um a few times um and so yeah it was uh it was a fun experience nice um and it went to Sundance and so me and my parents went to Sundance. Sundance. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um yeah and then I didn't get anything else after that. No. <laughs> no I did um I did like CSI New York, I think around the same time, which I'm still getting residuals from, from it's great. If you can do CSI or criminal minds, that stuff pays. It, it probably shows in Finland too. Yeah. It, it just, what everyone, did you play? I was just, it was, um, it was like a co-star. It was just like a victim. So I was probably the only one that could cry because it was yeah. just like, you're just held at gunpoint and you just have to like, you just have to cry and be like, no, don't shoot me. Yeah. And then the cops come and like save, save me. Well, that would be the next step for me professionally. Mm-hmm. Like to book one SAG role. It right, would be probably right, under right. five. Yeah. So some kind of Russian the, like, corpse. The, the cynical something. thing with that though is like, it doesn't mean anything. When you, you book it. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, it's not like, I'm sorry, but like it's a good paycheck, but like, it's not like a normal career where it's like, Oh, I booked a co-star. Now I'm going to book a guest star. Then I'm going to be a series regular. Like it so doesn't, that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Like, okay. like even like what's her face from star Wars was like a nobody. And then all of a sudden she's, um, she's Ray, you know, like the, one of the lead. I yeah, haven't seen those. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, or there's people who just, if you book enough co-stars, you become a co-star actor. And then you don't book anything higher because you just book co-stars. Yeah. You know, those are the, those are the jobs that you have. So what, what, what happens? What's the good way? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out too. Um, I've given up. <laughs> no, um, I just, you know, but that, you, ha- that maybe helps. Yeah. Well, I think it's like, you want to just keep auditioning obviously, but I don't, most of the like good roles that I've played haven't come from auditions. Like, in a world was a fluke of like auditioning and CSI. It was just cause I think it was just cause I could cry, Yeah, you know, and that was all, but the, you that's got all into the, the room. Was. How did you get into the room? Oh yeah. My agent. So you had a good enough agent yeah, who, yeah, yeah. because there must've been like 3000 ladies who could have done that part. Totally. Yeah. Right. Submitted. It's just getting in the room and, and yeah, yeah, having it. But that's like the part that it's like, it's just sometimes it's luck because I have a friend too. And it's like, she's done a few things. And then she, like, I would do cold submissions to agents, like just email them, yeah, like never the top ones, but just like who I think I would be suited for, you know, like I started with like the low level ones and, you know, eventually like started applying to mid-level and I would always get responses, yeah, you know, and it was always like one or two, but that was all I needed. And then I would choose from those, take meetings and choose from those. And it was like every, I just, I had a lot of luck too, I think, you know? Um, and, uh, so it's like, I, I've had friends who like, you know, they try to do the same things. They've had a few like roles, you know, but then they try to get representation and they just don't hear anything. And, um, I, if that was me, I would just keep, like, I would wait a few months and then send all the emails again. You know what I mean? Like I, and, but, um, and just keep getting more work. I don't know. I just, you just keep, keep pushing, but it, there is a lot of like luck and timing with it. And it's just, it's all out of your control. So it's like the more acting is like so hard to pursue, you know, I, I feel like the, like this year I have two things coming out and I love it because I play kind of a villain in yeah. both of them, which is like everything my agents send me out for is like comedy or like quirky girl, you know? And so I'm really excited to have these come out and to show a different side of me, but it's stuff that I've done with my friends. Yeah. 
but it's really great so stuff. So the things that are coming out are stuff that you have done in defense. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I think they're both excellent and they're going to do really great. And like, I, I really enjoy that. I really enjoy acting in good roles with the people I love, yeah. you know, and then spending my time creating the art that I want to create, you know, and like just using my time for me. Cause I think for so long I was, you, I was like giving my time to the unknown and like to possibility, which is still good, you know, but you can't acting. rely. Yeah. You can't yeah. rely on that. Yeah. Acting and like, you know, the possibility of an audition coming up, you know, like that's just unpredictable. And now you're creating your own work yeah. at the same time with, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So the auditions are always going to come, but like if you fill your time, it's going to make it seem like more auditions are coming. because you're not, and not everyone is so precious, you know, yeah. so you'll be like, Oh, another audition interrupting me. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so do you do anything active to pursue, um, auditions? Mm -mm. Not auditions. No. My commercial agent, I've just booked, I've booked a lot of commercials. So I'm, I'm like at a good place with my commercial agent. So they send me out, but I, when I first started with them, I felt like I had to bug them a little bit, you know? And then I felt like every time I bugged them, they'd send me an audition and that one I would book. And then I just like, wouldn't hear from them. And so I'd be like, hello. And then they'd send me one and I'd book it. And I'd be like, Hey guys, like check this out, you know? And they tried to had me, they, they wanted me to hold off from be joining SAG for a while. Cause you know, non-union commercials are just, you can book them easier, you know? Yeah. And so, um, but then I started booking SAG ones, you know? And so now I just, I don't feel like I have to bug them. Um, they send you out enough. Yeah. But there's also like an ebb and flow too, you know, like what kind of uh, numbers, like how often are we talking about? Well, you, you know what? I, I was curious and I'm, I'm a kind of a freak about, like I said, about planning and like yeah. my planners. And so I write everything down in my planner. Like even after, like, like even tonight, like I'm going to go back in my planner and write, you know, recorded yeah. podcast with me. Yeah. Like I just, I keep track of everything. And so I, I, for taxes, I went back and counted my auditions last year and I did about a hundred auditions every four days. So that's a couple, two per week. Mm -hmm. That's actually the same numbers that I get, but most yeah. of mine are much more low level. Mm -hmm. They're from actress, actress. Yeah, these, it was <laughs> that's all, really good. That was, and that was all like, 100 um, auditions. Yeah, that was all just what my agent got me. Um, agents. I didn't count like what was commercial and what was theatrical and what were callbacks. It was just kind of like every time I had an audition, I just like made a tally and I went through my planner and I had about 100. That's really, and all from agency. How, mm -hmm. how many agents and managers do you have? Um, I have one theatrical, one commercial, and then a manager for everything. Nice. Yeah. And now, and hopefully I'll have lit soon too. You have what? Literary for writing. Oh yeah, that's your goal. Yeah. So what kind of tips would you give to someone, not to me, like someone younger <laughs> who, who would like to move here or who, would, who is moving here? Um. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think you, I mean, it's kind of like all the cliche things to say, like, you can't be afraid of rejection. Like, um, you know, I think I, I, even in, you know, you get no's from agents and stuff when you send your stuff out, but that's just for that time. That's just that time. And they, you can't, you you got to be selfish, but you can't be like in your own bubble. You have to realize that you're in, <laughs> you have to realize that you're a nobody, you know what I mean? And so agents will say, like they'll say no, they'll say pass, but then they forget you. So you could email them again, like two days later and they won't remember you, you know? So you can't be afraid of like, no, well, they said no once. So let's just know forever. Like, no, just keep doing your thing and keep pushing, you know, like, don't be annoying. But I think, I think it's just, it's really, you can't be afraid to do the work. It's just a lot of work, but that's, that's the only way anyone gets anywhere. I think that's a lot of misconceptions that people have when they come out here is they think it just kind of happens. And I think it does for most people, but I think, you know, I think any, any success is just a lot of work, you know? And as work for an actor, you mean trying to get work? Yeah. That's the yeah. work for actor. Or what are you talking about? Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's the yeah. catch 22 of acting those. Like I said, you can't really, you can't work at it. You know, I think that's where it comes to like maybe networking or if you enjoy writing or creating or producing, maybe just giving some time to that because 
you know, that would lead to something you're creating or something that you sell that then you could act in, you know, and those are long, long games, but that's what I mean about the work. And, you know, if you don't like that stuff, then maybe, you know, even like Daniel day Lewis is a carpenter. Like he spends most of his time doing that. And he acts in maybe like one movie a year. If that he's not in that he, you know, like most people, it's like, I have to spend every day on acting. And it's like a lot of actors don't even do that, you know? So it's kind of like, what, what do you fill your time with and what things could you be doing that might be long games, but could eventually help you get roles, you know, like make new friends, do things for those friends, like help them with their own projects, you know, like just meeting people in the industry. And so PA work, you know, like little assistant jobs, I think just as long as you like expanding your network, I think is probably the most you could do for acting too, because acting, it's like you are your face and it's like, you know, you could play, I could play like a 60 year old man, but that's probably, I'm not probably the person they want to play a 60 year old man. They probably want a 60 year old man, you know? Um, so there's only so much work you can do. So I think it's like thinking outside the box, you know, of like, of just what, what work you can, you can make for yourself that will, that will help you, you know, cause that's more in c- your control, I guess. Do you recommend coming here? Moving here? Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a nice city. No, I think if you, if this is the industry you want to be in, then yeah, I have friends that are in other cities, but, um, they kind of plateau because, you know, most of the, I don't the, know what that word means. It's, um, like they kind of like level out in a way. Like I have friends in, in like New York and Atlanta who are working like crazy, but in acting. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Because there's so much work and they're all local hires and they work all the time, but they won't ever get a series regular. I mean, I could be wrong. They could, you know, but, but to it's me, more difficult. There's but more so, so far, like there are the local hires, like yeah. LA is where all of the leads, all of the main roles are cast. And then they go to Louisiana to shoot yeah. and then they hire everyone else to fill out the smaller roles. So there's things always happening and you can always be cast, but I think LA is the biggest city to tackle. So that's why I chose it because like, it's going to take the longest, but if I can, if I can find success in LA, I think that's like, that's, that's it. You know, that's like where it all stems from, you know. Sounds good. Yeah. Thank you, Korska. Yay! Thank you. And that was Korska Wilson, my really good friend, and uh, you heard how it is living in LA as an actor. Please check me out on iTunes and subscribe and whatever all all the things. And there's a couple of some the previous episodes you can find on iTunes or Miska Kayanus, my name, dot com. Miska Okay, enjoy. Have a good day. Mm-hmm.